Welcome to episode 22 of the Scent Geeks podcast. My name is Steve. You might know me from such TV shows as News at 10 and Crime Watch UK. But I am joined by my fellow co-host who you may know from TV shows such as Coronation Street and Celebrity Stars in Their Eyes. It oh is God. the man, the legend that is Chris from the channel <laughs> Fragmental. Chris, how are you doing? You all right? I'm all right. I didn't even know you knew about Celebrity Stars in Their Eyes, mate. Well, I knew about that because you told me once when you were a little bit drunk when we were in York. Uh, yeah. Okay. We, we filmed it. some videos and we kept trying to record in a pub and we kept failing, but we ended up having a pint every time we tried. <sighs> so then we had a few pints. <laughs> so the, then secrets, you up... uh, the secrets I share when I've had a few drinks. Wow. Exactly, mate. <laughs> exactly. Hey, listen, mate, you're, not only this week are you uh, a scent geek, you're also now officially a niche bellend. In your own words. Yes, I am. <laughs> I did a video about a niche hall. I've been buying niche. Who would have thought I know, it? Mate. Right? I couldn't right. believe it. I was I proud did, of you. I did briefly think, just for the podcast, shall I try and do a niche week? And I, and I thought, I don't think I've got enough niche fragrances. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've only got about three or four. So I can't quite do a full week. You must have samples. You've got you've you've had plenty of niche samples. Yeah, you? I've got plenty of samples, actually. So yeah. I could probably do that, to be fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, might tr- I might try and do that. Maybe I'll try and do a niche week. just to. I, uh... I love the video, mate. It was great. If, if anyone hasn't seen it, go and watch on Steve's channel. Um, I don't know if you want to say what, what you bought or not. But you've joined the Parfum de Mali Club. Um, I, and have, a, I have indeed. A yeah. Very warm welcome to to you as a new member, and I loved seeing you. The excitement in your face as you opened it, and then when you smelled it, you just it feels so good, doesn't it? Especially when you've got a presentation as exquisite as that, and then you and then you've got a smell as good as as, as that fragrance. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. I I love Leighton so much, and literally first wearing like the next day I wore it. Obviously, it's, it's like when you get a new like jumper you've got to wear it haven't you straight away it's like you just find it yeah it's like 90 degrees outside but you're wearing your new jumper <laughs> so I, yeah i wore later the next day and i kind of went downstairs i was in the kitchen the wife was in the lounge she then walked in the kitchen she's like oh you smell good i was like oh yeah oh, get in bonus so, wife compliments exactly yes. she's uh, actually i've got another compliment from her today i'm sort of jumping ahead um a little bit into what we've been wearing but i wore uh, yesterday i wore clinique happy which is a bit yeah. of a, a classic one now and um, she said, uh, unsolicited, she said, I smell divine. So I was quite pleased. She wants something. Sorry, well, man. Sorry, Mandy. I know you like listening to these little chats. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what what is does. it? What is it that you want? Come clean. What is it? Well, to be fair, in her defence, I think what it was is I basically would have been working in the garden all day, like grafting, and I hadn't actually showered until I until the evening. So basically, I stank about thirty minutes before. Then I stank. So then I went and had a shower, put on some uh, Clinique Happy, come down. She's like, and that's probably more the the difference. I just smell infinitely better than I did, to be honest. But there we yeah. go. So, um, how's your week been anyway? What have you been up to? Um, so it was my little girl's birthday this week. Lily was eight, and oh, so happy birthday, Lily! Yeah, she's been asking Alexa for the last year how many days till her birthday. And uh, it's been going down through the hundreds and then uh, finally we, we got there and she couldn't contain her excitement. So she insisted that we all slept 
uh, in the lounge. Essentially, we camped out on the lounge floor just for a bit of excitement, you know, just to stop them from getting bored, been doing different things, as I've told you. So we all slept on the lounge floor. And then um, we kind of had things planned for Wednesday and Thursday. So we had a, a, a lovely bike ride on Wednesday. And then on Thursday... We um, we borrowed a couple of kayaks. We've got our own, but it's, uh, it's at my mum and dad's um, place in Wales, so we, we, we couldn't get it. Um, but we like taking it on the on the river, and uh, it's a nice family day out when the weather's lovely and it's good social distancing uh, activity. So we borrowed a couple of boats, a couple of kayaks, and uh, got on the river. And uh, the way we had to get in the boats was off this little beachy area. So I was trying to get in without getting my feet wet because of my ponds. And... So basically, I wasn't far enough away from the edge of the um, of the banking. So when I got in, my ass was pretty much sat in the sand of the river. <laughs> so I had Thrusting to thrusting forward to try and get the yeah, boat like this. Yeah, exactly. So I had water, to yeah. try and push off the side with with the oar. And bear in mind, it wasn't our oar. We'd borrowed it off somebody else's, and I'm pushing and pushing, and and suddenly the oar snapped. We've spent. 45 minutes blowing these bloody things up and then they all snapped and I just thought oh my god I'm not I'm gonna have to bail out can I not do this now and I thought no I'm gonna do it I'm gonna persevere so I literally rode it was farther than we even thought it was an hour and a half down the river with a full oar on one side and about a quarter of an oar on the other side so I was like donutting down down the loops, <laughs> just doing loops like yeah. going round and round. <laughs> but it was Brilliant. it was just it was still nice to spend a, a family day together um but uh yes I would like to do it with with a fully operational oar the next time I do it well I've we've had a breakage in our family um oh, so no. I, can, I can probably up up the ante on that one because uh, my little boy has broke his arm, bless him. He's, oh. I think I've mentioned before on the podcast that uh, with I bought a new bike, and I think I might have mentioned he's been getting really good at his bike, and he had his sort of first pedal bike. And now, if there's any parents listening, I'd highly recommend um, getting them on a balance bike first rather than stabilizers. Oh, me too. It's the way then when they yeah, then when they switch to pedal bike, they've already got the balancing skills, and it's just about pedaling. And he was brilliant on his pedal bike. He, it was only like a little sort of beginner one, twelve inch wheels. And he's, I don't think he'd fallen off at all. And he sort of eventually, once he got to grips, he smashed it. And the trouble is now he's almost outgrown it because he pedals and he just goes hell for leather. Obviously, the little wheels, his legs go around about 1,000 RPM. <laughs> and then he has to stop every, like, 10 seconds because he's like, oh, I'm knackered, like, because his little legs exactly. are going around like hell. So I, was like, I said to the missus, I was like, I think we need to get him a bigger bike already. I mean, because we're sort of holding him back and we want to do more rides. So I looked up and looked at all the measurements and his age and measured his legs and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I kind of went for one with a um, 16-inch wheel, I think it is. And um, and I set it all up yesterday and had a bit of drama. And, and he, it was kind of okay for him. He could just, uh, it was probably a little bit too big, but he could get his tippy toes on the floor, when both tippy toes on the floor when he was on the seat. So it was kind of just about okay. And yesterday he practiced in the garden. He rode around and he was fine. He rode around the tree and kind of come back to us. And he was obviously going quite slow, so he's kind of getting used to it. And he's fine. So he's excited today to go out on his on his pedal bike, and he had a, a bit wobbly to start with because it's a bit taller and bigger than he's used to. But then he got going. And there's a slight gradient in our village as we kind of rode down, and he starts pedaling like he did on his old bike, and he starts hossing. He's like flying down the village, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, use your brakes! You're going too fast." He's like, "Wee, I'm doing it!" And he's like loving life. And then yeah. like there's a sort of motorbike starts coming the other way, the other side of the sort of road. And I think that sort of shook him. So then he's sort of thinking, oh, because normally if he sees a car, he just pulls over and stops, bless him. And um, and he, he, yeah, I could see he starts like panicking and then he's wanting to try and brake and, and he like, starts wobbling and as he tries to correct it, it wobbles more and more. And it was that horrible slow motion. I could see it happening. There's nothing I could do about it. And eventually he just wobbled too much and came off it. 
bless him and obviously he's crying oh. he did kind of have a, a cut and that he was bleeding so I was I had to sort of run him back and and eventually once he's finished screaming he sort of his um, wrist was a bit sort of bruised and, and stuff so then we were like well we better get it checked out just in case because you never can tell my wife's friend's daughter's an ice skater so she's had numerous breaks um, so yeah, we went and went and got an X-ray, and yeah, he's got a couple of broken bones, so he's got a little cast on his arm now. Bless oh, him, yeah. poor little fella. God, he went from euphoria to disaster in in like the space of a split second. It was because he's kind of he got on, and he was a bit like, oh, I'm never going to hang this. It's too big. I was like, no, you will. It's okay. And then he once he's starting, and once he's going, he literally five seconds before it happened, he was like, wee, I'm doing it. And he's like, love it, like living his best life. And then it was like it yeah. all went horribly wrong. Bless him. But what was good is once we kind of got back to the hospital, we said he then asked if he could go on his bike in the garden. So it's good that he's not scared and he wants to get back on it, which is good. Obviously, we're not going to let him just yet. But um, oh, yeah. Oh, bless and him. I must ask, what was the, what was your sense of uh, the hospital then? Um, it was Chanel Allaire on Sport, actually. So not too exciting, oh. but yeah, I just wanted something nice and um, perfect. I was just well, let's say for a bike ride was my plan, but obviously that kind of yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> so yeah. All right. That's um, my day. Sorry, so sorry to hear that. We've both had a bit of drama, a couple of breakages uh, in our weeks, but uh, hope, hopefully we can have break-free weeks next week. Indeed. Let's let's try and go for that. Um, so, um, should we should we do some podmin before we get into yeah. what else we've been wearing? Um, I'll just so as always, we've got. Um, I'm sure everybody knows this now. Even my wife starts reciting the. Uh, website address back to me now but if you go to ko-fi that's ko-fi.com forward slash the scent geeks all one word you can donate to the podcast and help us pay for admin fees and stuff and support financially and we've had a few donations this week uh um, chris do you want to hit us up with the first sort of couple yeah yeah sure so we've got one here from mo kajal which i'm assuming it's uh mo kajal is the owner of uh, kajal fragrances I that think. is I'd... that is the one and the same and hit and that is the yeah. same uh mo or mohammed that actually submitted the i think it was the scenario last week i think from memory um, so it's the same. So he's a big oh, supporter of the podcast. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a great great guy. I met him in Milan. Lovely, lovely fella. Really nice. Oh, also met him in uh, in New York as well. I'm a bloody jet setter. Um, anyway, yeah, you, you, you flash gear. You. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to uh, destination drop there, but I just did. Anyway, let's move on. Um, so thank you, Mo. Uh, Mo says coffee for all. Thanks for all that you do. So thank you for your support, Mo. It is very much appreciated. It means it means a lot. Also, as I say, Mo submitted a scenario last week, which was um, and he. He continued it um, he sent me a follow-up kind of oh the story continues and it and it sort of turned into like a mills and boone romantic novel <laughs> i was like bloody hell what's going on here do you remember it was the job interview one was that last yeah. week wasn't it and he was like oh you have a little moment with your boss and you like linger it and i was like bloody hell this is getting a bit erotic fantasy isn't it <laughs> so yeah he's, he's he's still submitting so thank you for the support mo anyway Okay, yeah, brilliant. Cheers, Mo. Um, and uh, we've also had another donation from uh, our mate Marcus Williams. Um, he uh, says, keep up the great work, guys. Look forward to this every week. Uh, Marcus Williams is PDM UK, isn't he? Yes, I'm That's, quite yeah. sure what that is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same Marcus, yeah. Um, who who you uh, purchased your um, your Leighton? You got a good deal on your Leighton from? I um, did, um, and it's quite funny actually because I commented on um, Demi Rawlings did a video about uh, Leighton. No, it wasn't Demi. It was um, Josephine, 
uh, Josephine at Jude Rose did oh, yeah. Um, yeah. something about Leighton recently. And she said, oh, it's quite expensive. Retail's over 200 quid. And I was like, oh, no, you can get it for like 145 quid for sort of 125 mil. And someone sort of responded to a comment going, no, you can't. That's the 75 mil. Like, you're wrong. <laughs> and I went, no, paying retail is wrong. You need to go and see Marcus yeah, yeah. at PDM UK, mate. <laughs> so it's kind of quite Absolutely. funny, really. Any more Podmin? Um, yes, so there was another one. There's another. We had one more donation, which um, comes with a question as well. So it was uh, Dave. Um, it doesn't say on the, my little homepage here what the surname is, but you know who you are. He says, uh, "Thanks for your great podcast, guys. Making me smile every week." May I ask a question? Yes, you may, Dave. He says, "Which reformulation has made you cry?" Mine was the reformulation of Fierce from Abercrombie and Fitch. Don't laugh. Fifteen years ago, when no one else in the UK wore it, it was a compliment-getting beast. Um, mm. I've never smelt the original formulation of Fierce. I've smelt um, mm. the more sort of recent versions, and it gets compared to Mont Blanc's Legend as well, when sort of Legend okay. intense. So I've sort of had those. Legend and Legend intense has got a weird sort of metallic note or a chord that i i can't quite get over and it also has really bad performance on me so mm. yeah not not got on too well with that sort of dna as it were but um yeah so what what reformulation has made you cry chris I'm, well I imagine you know it's gonna be I, Diorama, isn't it no because i kind of felt like with with dior on parfum and dior on intense owning those i never felt the need to really own dior on although now i have pretty much got all of them apart from Diorom so now I'm kind of kicking myself for not for not buying it so I, I kind of wasn't as into Diorom at the you know when when this new one came out um, although obviously now you can't buy the uh, original formulation you can't buy it anywhere can you um, anyway no that that didn't make me cry I don't think any reformulations actually made me weep um, but I would say probably the one that affected me the most was um, was my uh, signature scent from back in the day which was Lamal uh, how that that changed and it kind of it kind of crept up on me really I, I didn't really um realize how much it had ch- i do remember it lasting really really well when i was younger but uh more so than it does these days but you just don't know if that's kind of a skewed memory if really if did it really mm. last as long as uh, i'm not sure uh, and then when uh, do brought out their um interpretation of the vintage lamal when i sprayed that i was like oh yes this is the Lamal I remember now. Uh, and comparing that to the current formulation, yeah, unfortunately the current one is a, a shadow of its former self. Um, so, yeah, I would have wept, but we've got we've got the doer to, to have now, so it's it's all good. Yeah, fair play. Uh, for me, I, I've not been a fraghead long enough to really experience kind of reformulation. I mean, I've obviously done a bit of work on my YouTube channel with regards to Lenoir de Lorme and the different formulations there, cause, but that's kind of backwards because I had the newer formulation, which just smelt good, but just mm. disappointing performance. And then I got the older original formulation and did a sort of side-by-side test. So that makes me sad that you can't just get that original formulation for for this, you know, as it should be really, as it was originally intended, that you can't get hold of that now without spending stupid money. So, yeah, or buy um, like a doer or a perfume parlor or whatever that do still do the vintage. Yeah, I'm going to try and um, get a hold of Alexandra do Ombre Noir, but they've got a, they're re-releasing it as Ombre Noir Two, like a new improved version of the 
reformulate like the original DNA. So I'm okay. going to try and get hold of that actually and, and do a comparison if I can. So. And I, I, I will just mention while we're on topic about this, um, I'm planning to do a review. I've been wearing um, the hybrid that Dua do between um, the vintage Lanui and Baccarat Rouge, Baccarat Rouge 540. And uh, it's, uh, let me just say, preview, teaser, it's, it's a bit bloody good. Yeah, you messaged me actually. It must have been pretty good because you messaged yeah. me, which obviously you don't like to do because um, unless we have to talk. But, um, yeah. but you actually messaged me and you went like, "Damn, this is this is a good one." It's fire. So, yeah, I need to. Yeah. I need to get that. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, I'm I'm slightly sad that I never smelt the original formulation of is um, the fragrance I mentioned earlier, Clinique's Happy. Obviously, that's quite an old fragrance now. And yep. um, Aaron Terence Hughes did a review of it recently, and he said he remembers it back in the day, and it, you know, it used to be like a clubbing scent. And he used to be able right. to again smell it, and it sort of performed. You know, you could smell it in a club. It was sort of that performed that well. And obviously yeah. now it's quite renowned for not being a good performer. It smells amazing, but it does not perform. You certainly have to reapply. So, uh, yeah, I would love it if that 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 actually performed. So I'd love to get hold of the original formulation. Yeah, that you know, I've so. I've never smelled Clinique Happy. I know everyone raves about it. It's always in lists. I still haven't smelled it, and I think it was never on my radar uh, for years and years and years because. I associated it with being a, a female grooming product. Mm, so yeah. my mum used to love her Clinique soaps and face washes. And if, you, if you'd if you used her Clinique soap in the bathroom, she'd say, he's been using my Clinique soap today. Oh, it's cost a bomb, this stuff. And uh, we've just washed the dog with it or something. Um, and uh, so I kind of never really, it was never on my radar as a, as a masculine fragrance, to be honest. So I, I need to get my nose on it. Well, I sort of missed, again, missed all the hype on sort of YouTube and, and this, and I just stumbled across it in an airport um, a year or two ago and was just bored, killing some time. It was orange, just, I like that colour, lured me in, just like literally stood out on the shelf, smelt it, love mandarin, boom, fell in love. Yeah, had to buy nice. it. So, yeah. I will try it, and it's cheap as well. It's very cheap, yeah. I say it doesn't perform, you need to reapply, but it's good for like weekend scent where, you know, if you're sort of back and forwards to the house, you can just reapply and top up for the afternoon or whatever. Works well. So there we go. That's I think is that the point. I mean, has there been any reviews or anything, Chris? Do you know? Funny you should ask that, Steve. Yes, there has. Someone has very kindly dropped us a five star review on iTunes. Uh, I'm going to read this out. This is from Shazy Face, and he says, "I'm assuming, and maybe it's not a guy. If it's, it could be a girl. I, I, I don't know. Whoever it is, thank you, Shazy Face. Uh, you said uh, fun, informative, and highly amusing dive into the world of fragrance." Chris and Steve, our hosts, produce a podcast full of banter and charm, all the while informing us of the latest news, YouTube recommendations, and what they have enjoyed wearing that particular week. The guys have an easygoing chemistry together, always making you feel part of the conversation, not to be missed. So thank you. Lovely. Oh, that's a lovely review. That's the first time I've heard that, so that's really nice. Yeah, nice, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I do like that. I hope and we if can anyone else, I know well, we will at some point, but you know, uh, if anyone else fancies leaving us a, a nice review because it does really help the podcast, then uh, if you can hop over to uh, iTunes to to Apple Podcasts and leave us uh, a review, we would very much appreciate it. Yeah, that'd be great, um, yeah. Chris. We're sort of getting pressed for time, really, and we're not even got into any. This is just the usual bump. So I guess we, yeah. should we just do a sort of quickly what we've been wearing? Any just okay. highlights or? Yes, I'll run through. Um, shall I run through my list, and then if yeah. there's anything you're interested in, you can backtrack and talk about it. Other, otherwise, I'll just go straight through. Yeah, All right. go for it. Power through. My week in fragrance has been uh, Amouage Black Iris, Bondi Man from Pocket Sense, Mano Fresh from Versace, Chic Shake Number Seventy, Creed Viking, 
One Million Parfum, which featured quite prominently in my Top 10 Summer Fragrances video that I dropped today. Um, that's it. That's it for me, mate. Anything you want to talk about or do you want to go cool. with your fragrances? No, the only thing that I wanted to, to question is I've heard that um, One Million Parfum is quite a summer scent, which you think it wouldn't be because obviously the original is quite sort of sweet and a bit cloying. So you think the parfum is going to go even sort of stronger, fuller and probably even yeah. more cloying. But I've heard that it's not. It's actually a lot almost lighter and more summery. So evidently that is the case, yeah? It's funny. I, I wouldn't say it's lighter. Um, it's got that fruitiness that the original One Million has. But it's um, it's got leather in it, One Million Parfum. So it does have um, depth and, and darkness to it, but it's got this like salty, it's like a, a salty accord, salty, so, they call it solar accords. And it reminds me of um, of rubbing sun cream into, into warm, you know, salty skin when you're on holiday. Uh, so it just gives me vibes of, of being in the sun and being on holiday. So it's kind of weird. It's like, um, it's it's suitable for summer and, and sunny destinations, whatever. But also I think it's heavy enough to really enjoy wearing it through the winter as well. Um, and I think it's, you know, there's not many uh, summer fragrances that contain leather. So uh, I don't know, it just works. It works for me. I love it. I need to get my nose on this. It sounds really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good one. What have you been wearing? So I've already mentioned Clinique Happy. I've basically been walking out some of the summer rotation, really. Some of my summer summer picks. So I've had uh, Bulgari's Man Extreme, which I really love. I love that cactus note in there. It's quite unique. Yep. Um, I've had Zara's Chrome Sport. is another one of my favourite summer fragrances. Very similar to Versace's Man of Fresh. Uh, Mercedes-Benz Cologne, another one that I love. Anybody that watches my channel will know that. Um, I've tried um, a video for which is probably going to drop tomorrow on my YouTube channel. I have uh, did a first impressions of Leighton Exclusive. As we discussed previously, I do love Leighton. So I've actually, a kind subscriber sent me a sample of the exclusive flanker, which I've tried. So mm. I won't give too much away on that because my video is coming out tomorrow. Um, yes, yeah, Citroën Del Mar I've had from Alexandra Fragrances. It's their take on uh, Millicene Imperial, which is and seems like a even fresher version of Millicene actually. And it's sort of really, it's a bit more citrusy than fruity and it kind of really emphasizes that sort of aquatic kind ah, of vibe as well. Yeah, so, I haven't smelled that one. Yeah, um, that's kind of a little whistle-stop tour, I think, to be honest. So, yeah. There Great. We power through. Look at us, time saved. Yeah, um, So what's, what's been going on in the world of uh, Fragcom then, Chris? Anything caught your eye? Anything you've enjoyed? Or Well, I, I have to say, um, I, I was looking forward to uh, Nigel from the channel Two Centsworth. I was looking forward to his live stream because I know I've been planning it for a little while. Um, but I didn't realise how structured and planned it was going to be. It was so well thought out. Nigel was basically, if no no one saw it, he was a uh, almost like a radio DJ. Uh, Exa- exactly, microphone. I was going to say the exact yeah. same thing, mate. I watched it and I was like, damn, this is like thought out. It's planned. He's got content. He's got almost like a sort of schedule, but that he's going through. But yet he's still factoring in time to engage and talk to the people and ask questions. And it was like a radio show. It was you didn't was. really have to watch because he even put in some music, didn't he? And it was you yeah. can have it on in the background and listen to it. It was great. Some uh, lovely musical was... breaks, which gave people chance to kind of in the chat just to chat amongst themselves a little bit. Where Nigel went and had a little little break, g- grabbed a beer from the fridge, uh, which was well deserved. And uh, he he'd come up with some really thought provoking subjects, which really got people discussing passionately about kind of fragrances, really, and about how we talk about fragrances and I really I really like that it was getting 
it was getting heated and there was a lot of passion flying around because obviously we're all very passionate about this subject. Um, but it was never in a way that anyone was ever arguing. It was just people very passionately putting their points across. But it was so well-mannered, it was so civilised and it just made a nice change really because live streams don't always go like that, do they? So I just thought Nigel did an absolutely fantastic job at um, presenting and, um, and moderating a, a, an absolutely brilliant stream. Yeah, no, I totally agree because I've no disrespect to anybody else, but there's a lot of live streams jumping around lately. Um, like Tony's, we've mentioned that Fractic is good because again, he's got some sort of structure or kind of like a theme yeah. to it or something. And I've they have a great yet... following, some lovely people in there. Yeah, yeah, I've not yet seen talking reviews, but they again have a structure to it because they they do a review of a film or a fragrance or whatever. But there's a lot that are just people sitting in a chair chatting random stuff and there's a lot of awkward silence here and there's a lot of non sort of content and you're like and it goes on for a long time so i was just i sort of tuned in i thought i'd just jump in support and i'd just check what's going on say hello to everybody or whatever and, and i was like wow this is this is it's like a radio show this is actually like really yeah. structured and well thought out so yeah fair play nigel well done mate yeah the talk and review one i, I caught a little bit of that um a couple of weeks ago last week i think it was and yeah there's there's is uh there's there's the two guys on there and they are uh just chatting very seriously about what they do about films and, and about fragrances and uh it was just again it was a lovely focused discussion which didn't de- degenerate into into anything else so um uh yeah and speaking of talk and review we we, we should have mentioned them last week shouldn't we we did because we were in a and this is how we'd like to pronounce this word a collab we uh we featured him with their collab video didn't we which is nice we did yes which we yeah. didn't even mention so yeah they, they did a um they asked all the diff- various different fragrance reviewers what their most complimented clone fragrance was and everybody sort of chipped in and it's funny because i very nearly you and i nearly had the same one because i nearly went with um alexandria's um royal equestrian which i've mentioned a million and one time so we need to start vetoing yeah. that one um but you you went with that well i didn't in the end because i thought oh, i bet i can't keep going on about that one people are gonna a get couple of other so. people mentioned it as well in the video yeah. so it was popular and choice. then i nearly went for montblanc explorer as well but then george went for that one so yeah in the end i went for perfume parlor's sort of take on elysium so yeah it was, yeah. that was, it was interesting, actually, to see. But again, there was a lot of ones that came up. There was some, obviously, clearly some quite consistent results in there that people seemed to just work and get compliments for. Yeah, it was great. I loved seeing everyone else's choices. Uh, I was uh, very honoured to be asked to be part of it. So uh, so thanks for that, Nick. And uh, yeah, really great video. So if anyone hasn't seen that, go along to Talk and Review and, and go and check out the collab that we all did together. Yeah, also, I, I think I might be doing um, a video with those guys soon, one of their lives, because um, Nick was talking about doing a live discussing Gangs of London, the series that was on recently, because he loved it. Um, yeah. And I sort of, we've been sort of talking about it, kind of messaging and stuff, and he's like, oh, do you want to kind of maybe jump on? So it, it's not official or agreed, but yeah, I said I'd be happy to, so we might do a live in the future discussing that if anybody's watched it. It's a really interesting series. Sounds great. Talking about live, Steve, I just I wanted to ask you a question. How do you feel about live streaming? Because um, I, have you done? Have you ever done one? Have you done a live stream, hosted one? I've only ever done one live, which was an Insta live, not a YouTube live. And that was with Nigel, actually, at Two Cents Worth. Right. And that's the only one I've ever done. Oh, that's a lie, because I think I've also done an Insta live with you when we were drunk in the pub. And yeah. also an Insta Live with you and Clements when we were drunk in the pub. There's a theme going on yeah, here. They, they don't, they don't um, really count that. <laughs> but yeah, I've never done a YouTube Live, never. Um, I sort of joined a few. Um, 
I don't have enough followers, I don't think, at the, uh, at the minute. So I think um, it would be quite a small little group. And I don't know if people would want to. Well, that'd be nice. That'd to... be nice, mate. Uh, look at look at um, Tony and and the Talking Review boys doing that. You know, they do great. He's doing great. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, no disrespect to you because he's doing yeah. a great job. So I don't know. I mean, if people would like to see it, I might consider it. It's perhaps it's something I should maybe aim to do this year. Um, I mean, obviously, I'd, I I like being centre of attention, so I'm happy to kind of do that. But it'd be good to kind of chat to people. Um, yeah, yeah no, I might, might do, might do. Yeah. Well, well, I, I let me kind of mention how I feel about it because you, this might be a, a really kind of valid reason for you. I I enjoy the live streaming mainly. I've I've joined other people's, and um, really, it comes down to time for me. If you're going to do, even if it's just an hour, a tight hour. Um, or you know, if you're going to do a couple of hours, then I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really busy. You know, I've got I've got kids, and uh, I spend enough time making the YouTube videos to then spend an hour or two on a live stream. I, I just I can't do it. I just can't sit there. So, you know, some of these live streams that have been going on during lockdown are going on for five hours plus. Not mentioning any names, <coughs> killer. Um, but I can't do it. I can't sit there for that long on on a live stream how, how do you is it a time issue for you do you think Steve? oh oh definitely i mean i struggle to kind of do the videos and editing and kind of fit that in and you sort of feel guilty if you spend too much time away so yeah it's um and it's really kind actually because tony sort of spoke to me the other day and he said look i've not not invited you to do a live with me because i don't want to but i know that you're sort of busy with family and stuff like that so um so i said i said to him look as long as i get enough notice i'm happy to do it i just you know as, as long as i can sort of plan it and get some notice in it, it will be fine and it's not too regular so so hopefully i might be on on one of tony's lives at some point but um but yeah the same it's it's and also for them to work i think they do need to be structured and planned like nigel's because mm. that was a great example of one that worked so again that's more time isn't it you can't just yeah sort of turn you've got on. To plan it. yeah i mean you've done some with regards to sort of uh, first impressions and opening and unboxings and they're obviously quite good because there's a reason to do it and there's a sort of structure yeah. it's it's something that you could do a video of but you've just decided to you know just do a raw unedited live version of it so that kind of works yeah. i've done a couple of those in the last couple of weeks really and, and that was kind of dictated by necessity because like say this week for example when we had stuff planned for uh, my daughter's birthday that was two days really that i couldn't do any make any youtube videos or edit any videos and i wanted to kind of keep my content rolling so i thought well how about if i just do a live stream instead and keep it short keep it tight keep it 20 between 20 30 minutes so it's a video that isn't too long for people to want to watch after the fact and catch up with it and and try and make it about a specific focused subject that people are interested in in clicking and, and watching even if they weren't there live so that's really kind of been a way for me to um to get my content out but uh not have to spend time uh too much planning obviously there's a little bit of planning for live streams but there's no editing as soon as you turn that stream off it's uploaded and it starts to get it starts to get views uh there's a bit more pressure on during live streams you're on the spot because you know there's no there's no messing up uh i mean you can you can mess up but um you know and it's difficult when questions are coming through comments are coming through you a lot the whole point of a live stream is you want to respond but you don't want to get too uh off on a tangent about other things you want to keep it focused so you so you can't kind of respond to comments that aren't really related to what you're talking about so i, I have enjoyed doing these little live streams and i think i will continue going forward i think it's a nice way of um getting not an easy video but um a less time consuming video out each week so i think i might use them for that uh, in the future 
Yeah, I, that's why I sort of quite like first impressions again because it doesn't involve any testing or kind of anything like that. So sometimes if I haven't got too much time, I'll maybe sort of do a first impressions of something because it's you, again you don't take too much planning or testing. But uh, yeah, yeah sure. thinking with the lives, you've got to go with it. And like you say, if there's if you've got like a cheeky little nip slip, mate, it's that's in there, that's out there. You know what I mean? You can't you can't edit that out. That's yeah. that's there for the world to see. So you've just got to roll with it. <laughs> And so talking about first impressions, we may have a uh, a very a new exclusive for you on this podcast, exclusive in terms of the kind of content we do. But Steve and I, we, we won't say the fragrance yet. We'll we'll keep it a secret for, for until next week. But we've both ha- bought a fragrance, very, very well-known fragrance that neither of us are particularly familiar with. So we thought we would experience our first impressions with you guys and Steve and I together next week. So, uh, yeah, tune in for that one exciting um yeah. i've also got some news something happened to me this this week in the world of fragcom i've i've oh, yeah. kind of made it mate i'm kind of a big deal um just putting it out there because i made it onto a reddit thread entitled the fragrance jerk so well i'm not surprised well obviously the name suits none, nonetheless <laughs> but um i don't know if anybody... Go on, Steve. what what do you have to do to get on the fragrance jerk so basically Normally, I'm, I I didn't think I was big enough or notable enough to ever appear on there, so that's why I'm sort of quite impressed that I've actually made it, to be honest. But the Fragrance Jerk is a Reddit thread, and it's a bunch of uh, individuals that either through boredom, jealousy, or general disdain just like to basically take the piss out of fragrance reviewers, uh, mostly YouTube, obviously. So um, We are easy targets, mate. Yeah, but I don't, and, and I've watched it. I've kind of read through some of this periodically every now and again sometimes maybe to see if i am on there because i'm that vain i don't know but some of it is genuinely sort of quite witty and amusing um there's a few things and like i'm the sort of person i don't take myself too seriously so i do like to take the piss and have a bit of banter so that doesn't so that i remember one i actually sent you that sort of made me chuckle someone said that there was a robes of kind of video and someone sort of said about oh blimey his videos his reviews go so long obviously he likes to do really thorough reviews and someone said, oh, I think the fragrance will probably evaporate before the video finishes, to be honest. Like, and that sort of, sort of chuckled me. So sometimes there's little witty observations like that that are kind of quite amusing. But but they do, unfortunately, regularly go into essentially troll uh, territory and, and they can be quite nasty and, and horrible, So, um, yeah. which is which is not nice, actually. So, um, so certainly not um, kind of advocating that. But I made it on there. I'm kind of famous. Well, so congratulations. So the video in question was a video I did, which when you mentioned earlier was my niche haul. Now, the whole point of I did uh, the intro. Anybody that follows me likes to know I do some funny intros or attempting to be funny intros sometimes, just to kind of be a bit different or whatever, just uh, my own creativity. Um, I like to take the piss, and the intro to that video was me sort of taking the piss out of fragrance review thumbnails. The, those ones where people pull a really silly face and they're pointing at a bottle, going "Ah, I can't believe it! Oh my god!" or whatever. You know, well, I've just done that. Really, many of those, mate, a sort yeah. of shock face or whatever kind of so the intro was all about that and i took a snapshot out of the video me doing a silly face and i used that as the thumbnail and that was kind of like you know you watch the video and you go oh that's where you got the thumbnail come from that's kind of like the joke well obviously the fragrance jerks didn't watch the video they just saw it saw the thumbnail and they didn't bother clicking on it so then they sort of shared it on there and they sort of posted the thumbnail and somebody just put um because i sort of the title of the thumbnail was like oh it had on it like what the fuck uh, like wtf i've been buying niche oh my god sort of thing with a stupid face yeah. and somebody just put uh yeah what wtf indeed what a fucking stupid thumbnail and then there was like <laughs> loads of people just like 
trashy kind of going, oh, you know, what's wrong with my niece? Oh, he's a reverse niche snob. And, oh, the stupid faces these people make, blah, blah, blah. Like, to kind of laying into it. And I just yeah. thought the, the irony in the sense that oh, I'm yeah. taking the piss out of what you're taking the piss out of and you've not seen that. Like, it was so sweet. It must have been, fat, uh, like, fattening. I did actually, I couldn't oh. resist. I did comment. I did say, oh, like, oh, yes, I finally made it. Um, keep up the great work. But I said, if you watch the intro to the video, the whole point of that thumbnail was taking the piss out of stupid yeah. thumbnails. Um, so, yeah. Well, it just goes to show that, you know, people are quite just so eager to jump on on things like that when they don't understand the context and they're not aware of it. So you, you just <laughs> got to be careful because the joke's kind of on them, really, isn't it? Because... Um, they were the jerks for not really getting that you were taking a piss out of the same thing. Yeah, it's like watching, I don't know, some sort of They ironic jerked piece. themselves. Yeah. It's like when people just kind of just don't get the irony in something. It's like, you know, sort of like um, Sasha Baron Cohen stuff and a lot of his characters are ironic, but people think they are like real, do you know what I mean? They just don't get it. It's yeah. kind of like, it's like that sort of the jokes on them really. So yeah, I've kind of made it. I'm kind of a big deal now. I sort of thought, yes, I've made it to the big boys because... I'm obviously notable enough to take the piss out of, rather than just being a, a small channel. So there you go. I, mate, I think I think that's it. I think um, the the more your channel grows, the more unfortunately um, you are gonna be um, noticed by people who are of the um, mindset to want to take the piss out of other people. So it's it's just happens. We just you know you just gotta you just gotta suck it up. Part of it. But so that, well that done. Cl- classic thing, isn't it? The only the worst thing there's only one thing worse than uh, being spoken about, and that's not being spoken about. I think it's like yeah, that true, sort of yeah. thing, isn't it? It's kind of like you know you've well, you've made it when you're getting. I, I, yeah, I look at it like you. That you know, the more people who who might want to take the piss out of you, 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 that's just a sign of of a kind of a level of success in a way, I guess. That that you're you've become prominent enough to for people to notice you. So it's kind of a good thing. And they're also advertising my channel, so it's all good. So yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Is, there, is there anything else before we get into scenario? Because I think we're sort of overrunning a little bit. Is there anything else you yeah. wanted to mention, or are you good? No, nope, I don't think so, mate. I think I've said everything I want to say to you for this week. So uh, to move on <laughs> I'm to done. Scenario. Let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so this week's scenario. I can't do it as good as you. But, I won't um, even bother doing it. That was ace. Yeah, not too bad. So it comes from uh, a guy called Anton. Um, I'm going to try and pronounce his surname, but I'm probably going to butcher it. It's Anton Constantinou. Um, I hopefully pronounce that mildly correct um so thank you for submitting so there's a little bit of um kind of back back story well a very small backstory it, basically the theme of this is inspired by a video that lex ellis did he said uh, some time back uh, which i think deserves further exploring now i must confess i've not gone looking for this video so i don't know what it is but if you know what the video is or if anton's listening go into the face uh, the facebook group the scent geeks podcast facebook group and and share the video in there so we can kind of link link the two so we can link the scenario with oh yeah the video please that do that cool. lex ellis we've mentioned him on the channel before he's more of a uh, an older school uh, reviewer who's not sort of started posting again a bit more recently and there's there's no fucks given he just tells it how he is it's quite crude it's not for the easily offended but um yeah he's got he's, a dirty mouth yeah he has so it's one it's linked to one of his videos as i say i don't know what the video is but here's the ascent on nario so he says you're a grifter about to embark on your biggest heist yet a bank robbery I love it. It's like a movie. I love it. Uh, you have a team of around five other grifters accompanying you and nothing can possibly go wrong. During the robbery, you will come into close contact with a beautiful woman, a woman who you will want to leave a lasting impression. So basically you've been casing the joint and one of the sort of tellers or assistants that were there is like hot or whatever and you've somehow made a connection or you want to leave an impression with her. 
so he says how you ask through the fragrance you're wearing your fragrance must be bold and charming memorable but not generic recognizable but not to the point of making you instantly recognizable it's uh, your hope that she'll eventually find her way back to you without mistaking you for someone else what do you wear and why and he said the season is late autumn and it's kind of uh, present day so i guess you i guess by present day he means we are of our ages as we are now so 20 mid 20s <laughs> so, yeah so I yeah. Think I've got it. yeah i think oh, I've got it yeah oh you've got it already boom I straight yeah yeah do you do you want me to go in with mine mate go mate yeah people right. have heard my voice for long enough let me hear your dulcet <laughs> tones Sure. Um, okay. So yeah, I think this would um, this scent would really fit kind of um, a bank robber. I imagine a bank robber would be you know a little bit little bit edgy, a little bit dangerous. Um, but I think he's probably you know if he wants to chat with this beautiful lady, um, I think he's obviously a bit of a charmer as well. Um, so I think a fragrance that kind of encapsulates all all the things described in that scenario would be Dior en Parfum. It's got a bit mm-hmm. of leather. It's got the boldness. It's got the the iris, the slightly powdery iris, which um, kind of is that kind of we talked about it before. It gives you that little floral um, glimmer, uh, but not so much to be feminine, but just enough to kind of um, enhance the masculinity and add this in intensity to it. Uh, I was thinking Dior Homme Intense, but I just thought the parfum with it being that a little bit richer and darker and especially with it being autumn time i just thought yeah dior and parfum would would work a treat in that situation so that, that would be my bank robin fragrance i think that's a good one because because when i was thinking about this scenario i was also i couldn't help but think well i want it to be good and recognizable but conversely i don't want it to be so unique that if she dobs me in or there's a lineup she goes hold on it's him because i recognize the smell do you know what i mean like i want it to so that's what i also had in my mind and i don't he didn't sort of say that so i i've kind of come up with with two literally one was just on the spot so the one that i thought which is not he he did use the words unique but it's not actually unique perhaps this flanker is a bit more unique but it's it's a very um very common dna unfortunately i was thinking of a boss bottled intense edp it worked ah. great late autumn, that sort of time of year, bit bit colder. That time it's quite really strong intense. I think it's a beautifully attractive scent, but conversely, the DNA is quite common that you wouldn't necessarily get fingered <laughs> in a lineup. <laughs> you, she might not be able to get. Oh, it's definitely because a lot of people wear a similar DNA, so she might get confused, but she might remember it as a very attractive DNA. So that's what I was thinking. So it's not. I've I've deviated slightly from what you said there because it is a common DNA, but the, the scent itself is a bit more unique, and I just think it's recognisable, but not so unique. I'll get busted by the by yeah. the fuzz. Good show. Um, if, if for my American listeners, I assume you know that the fuzz is the police. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not getting busted by another kind of fuzz. The other one that just came to mind was one that we've mentioned numerous times, which we probably again might have to start vetoing. Was uh, Wanted by Night? I think is a beautifully attractive mm. fragrance. There you go. Yeah, that would work for sure. Yeah, another one with a little bit of leather as well, I think. Yeah, we go. Can't go wrong with a bit of leather. Yeah. So that's, I think that's this week's pod, mate. I don't know about you. I think we're done. Yeah, that's it. I think, yeah, we're done. Let's uh, let's go and start preparing for next week's. Because I am editing bitch this week, so I need to start getting on with it, unfortunately. Yeah. So. And um, you've got a bit of an, uh, a kind of nightmare this week on your edit, Steve, haven't you? We should tell people that. My laptop died halfway through this, so uh, what we talk on uh, the the um, internet um, 
software that we used to talk. We lost each other and my uh, vocal recording uh, had, didn't save because my laptop just crashed. Fortunately, I record a backup audio track on a separate um, separate computer. So hopefully we can use that and it stitches together all nicely. So good luck with that one, Steve. <laughs> it's it's going to be like one of those dodgy like... Um... Uh, sort of Chinese movies where they're really badly dubbed and overlaid and you can really hear the like the voiceover work yeah. where I stitch it together it's going to be like hello Chris how are you doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, really weird yeah so yeah. if my mic quality um, is a little bit different this week guys do you know why it's because I've been using my secondary backup mic but but good job I have it eh? yeah indeed because there's no way we want to repeat this ever again nope. until next week anyway yeah. So, yeah, do you want to say goodbye before I say goodbye? Yeah, just keep it simple. Thanks for listening, guys. Love your support, and we'll be here for you next week. Cool. I will do the same. Thanks again, everybody. Do please support us through the Facebook group, and if you are so inclined and you are that affluent that you want to give us any money, you can do that through uh, Kofi. But thanks again. We love you for tuning in, and the podcast is growing strength to strength, and thanks for all the reviews, and we will see you same time, same place next week. Stay safe, geeks. <laughs>